art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Let's go to the bar. Welcome to the Romance Bar. Good evening, Gata. Good evening, Colleen. I don't know why, but when I say good evening, Gata, like after I do my little shimmy dance, I feel the need to like go in a superhero pose and say, hi, Gata. And I always do it like, um, I feel like I need to be, you know, like it has to sound a certain way when I say uh, back. And when it doesn't come out right, I feel like, oh, I ruined it. Yeah, I have to like, like, I have to like do one, two, three, and then start singing. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's such a mental, like, yeah, we have to jump, get ready. <laughs> I know. We've been doing this a couple of weeks or so. And to our 188 listeners, was that correct? I think that's what our producer told us, that it's 188 listeners. Thank Yay, you. Welcome. Thank you. Keep them coming. We appreciate all of you. And we appreciate all new listeners welcome listeners one and all um as you know this week we are taking a little break from the brotherhood god and i need a break just just yeah uh, i do need a break yeah um i mean last week we discussed uh 365 so that was a different break so yes we're taking a little bit of a break from the brotherhood uh because last week even though we discussed 365 that's a movie this is more of this is a book break that we took although 365 like we said was based on books but this is a book, but book. Ma- you know and we said they're making them into like they're translating them to english so we'll see when they come out yes we maybe we'll have to revisit or maybe we'll <laughs> we might make an addendum to that that episode. maybe we'll have um kim read them <laughs> <laughs> yeah it might sound better coming from kim than uh us <laughs> No, but I'm just saying it might sound better than, it uh, depends. Maybe we'll have to see who they get to do the, uh, if they do the audiobook or. Oh, yeah. Ooh, if it's Richard Armitage. Uh, the gentleman we will be discussing this evening. Um, then I'll be all for it. <laughs> but before we get into that, uh, what are we drinking tonight, Gata? I am drinking a latte today, actually. Oh, what kind of latte are we drinking this evening? It's just a regular latte, no flavor. Um, it's from my neighborhood, oh. Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, fancy you. I know, non-sponsored, as you say. Yes. But it's, we run on Dunkin' in this, uh, in this place. Uh, well, I ran on Starbucks this morning, and I, I still have a tiny bit of my pumpkin spice latte left over uh, from Target. Also not a spawn, but Target, my home away from home. You mean Target? Yes, Target. Target uh, is also my home away from home. Uh, helped me greatly during quarantine and all that. Uh, I was where I was finding Lysol for a very long time. <laughs> I know Target was also um, my... It is. Whenever I go to Target, guys, I text Colleen. I was like, <laughs> I'm in your favorite place. And she's like, where? I'm like, what do you mean where? <laughs> Listen, Target, the connection, it's deep and it's real. Um, yeah. Because growing up where growing where we grew up, you know, we didn't have we didn't have Walmart here. 
on the island. We didn't, and Target was the new thing. And then when I went to college, Target was so close by. That's like where we found like everything that I needed. My mom's like, oh, where are you? Target, Target. Like it was just, that's every, like everything I needed was there. And then the movies, the movie theater was right above Target. So it was just like, you know, one-stop shopping. And yeah. It, yeah. it it got me through college and now it's getting me through quarantine. <laughs> um it might get me through future children. So it's it's just gonna save me from if I ever have to move away from a target, I'm gonna be very, very upset. Oh, I'll send Target to you. I'll I'll do uh you know when they do those I don't know what they call them, the sign a million, you know, sign this uh, letter so Target can build Yes. Target near Colleen's house. I'll make one of those. Okay. Oh, but we do have to give a shout out to our wonderful coffee place, the uh, Sips and Maker, which Gata visited for the first time. Okay, guys, you are <laughs> ever on the island. And by the island, I know a lot of people may not listen or from from New York. The island is Staten Island. If you're on the island, you have to try Sips and Maker. They're amazing. Amazing. I loved their coffee. Um, I had um, it. I had the um, the coffee, of course, but I also had a booster latte, and it was amazing. It was uh, so good. Oh, good! I am so glad. It is a uh, first of all, it is a independent owned business. It is a woman owned business. So, if you ever want to support both of those things, guess what? It checks off a whole lot of boxes. Plus, if you're not really a coffee drinker, they really have baked goods and. They have wonderful coffee cups. I know we're giving them a lot of free advertising, but I feel it's it's women helping women. So I have and they no- also yeah absolutely, and they also support local yes um, independent uh, independent artists because they have a lot of handmade stuff there. I and, bought dog treats there. Oh my god! I there's so many things I want to go back just to shop. Because I'm like, I saw a couple of things, and I'm like, these are amazing. Like, I I need to, but I was on my way to work, and I needed a quick coffee run. Yes. Uh, My husband and I have bought many a thing from there. Actually, uh, the face mask, one of the face masks that I've been sporting recently came from them. It came from, uh, they reused, I think they made from reused cotton t-shirts. So they find, like, lots of, they'll find sustainable goods whole bunch of different things so if you're you're trying to look, check off all those boxes to be you know okay i support all of these things that she tries very hard to find cute unique things that people will appreciate she does work very hard and of course again so anybody who lives here on the island that listens please go visit or if you just want to come visit you know friends or looking for you know the holiday seasons approaching i mean i know the jewish holidays just kicked off uh, recently, but those aren't gift giving holidays. But still, the holidays are approaching, guys. I mean, they do may they look have, a little different this year. Do they have a website. I don't. I know she. They they are on Instagram, which is Sips and Make uh, Sips Plus Sign Maker. Um, I mm, I don't. I think she has Facebook, but I'm not sure. I have. Well, to- if you. If you guys want to support, you can check their Instagram and see if they, um, um, yes, Facebook and Instagram, but yeah, mostly Instagram, but I guess the gram is where the things, the gram as the kids call it these days. The gram. Yeah. The gram. (laughs) Got to get the grams. Got to get the likes. That's even, uh, on a different, 
uh, podcast I listened to that talks about The Bachelor. They were talking about like, oh, how the contestants that half the ones, the people that go on there are just to get the gram followers. And I was just like, oh, God. Oh, we could delve into that's a whole other genre of book of romance book novels, ones that are like uh, spoofs of The Bachelor. Yes, there's a lot of those actually. There's a lot of tro- oh, the tropes. So many. And in tonight's book, I was like pointing out a couple of different tropes. So I was just like, yep. Okay. So before we dig into, we do have to ask my producer husband, John. Hi. Hi. Hi, John. How's everyone doing tonight? Wonderful. Are you, drinking, are, well. are you drinking bourbon from your bourbon glasses that you got at Sips and Maker? No, but uh, they are amazing. They are amazing. And yeah. we should um, encourage our listeners to follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, we should. And please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Yes, please. Please. And we also have Twitter. All the same mm-hmm. name. So I mean, we don't, have, we, we don't have Facebook. They have Facebook. We have Instagram and Twitter. We should do a Facebook thing. We mm. should. Yes, we should. Um, but If you want to. We will. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know. Right. You're right, John. You're right. We'll we'll see how far we, we get with the, the let's let's handle two social medias at a time. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Let's let's handle that. Yeah, first. don't don't go too hog wild with the, the social meds. Uh like you know, you don't <laughs> want twi- you don't want a Twitch account. <laughs> no, we don't want a Twitch account, but we are on Instagram, we are on Twitter, so please yeah. um uh give us a follow. Those are the two big ones. Although if we yeah. ever get a Patreon, maybe we could do uh, dramatic reads of scenes from books. <gasps> well, I mean, I would love to do that. Technically, there's a Patreon if you go to Patreon.com/acpn. Oh, oh. and I you know, didn't know I was part of this club. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow! Well, your, this podcast is part of the Art Comedy Pop Culture Network. So yes, yes, is. that is true. We Thank- are. Th- thank you, producer husband. We appreciate oh, that. Of course. And I, I, you know, I back, you know, and thank you for your 190 listeners who listen in. We got two more since the last time you told me. Yep. Hello to other listeners. We appreciate <laughs> you as well. We don't want to think we left you out. Yeah. Thank you to the 190. Um, thank you. But 10 more and we'll be at 200. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yay. Uh, so, John, I have a little heartbreaking news for you. Oh, uh, what? We don't have lover in the title this week. Wait. What? <laughs> so, wait, you're telling me it's not a lover book and no. it's not part of the I Can't Do the Chocolate Squad? No. no. We, we're taking a break from the Chocolate Squad. <laughs> wow. Oh, goodness. I'm what? happy. What? My husband just cut me deep right there. You, you get a live listener, 190 I'm... listeners. You cut me deep on this podcast. Well, I'm sorry. Like I, I told him the last time, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's only so much I can come up with on the same titles over and over again. I mean, this morning I was thinking of alternative titles that maybe J.R. Ward wants to use, like Lover Rejected, Lover Divorced. <laughs> These are supposed to be happy romance, not like happy ending romance novels, John. We oh, can't. see, I, I didn't realize that because uh, it's all about vampires. Usually they have sad endings. No, no they're happy. No, I don't think I've ever read a romance. Well, wait, that's a lie. No, don't say that. What we do with the lovers. 
we're taking a break, just a little mini break from the lovers. Uh, but and we're reading a different author tonight too. Oh, really? Uh, yes, we are. And the title of the Lauren Blakely novel we're discussing is Wanderlust. Wait, Wanderlust. Mm-hmm. So, so it's is that the novelization of the movie starring Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston? No, it's it's not. No, you're sure. I'm pretty sure. A hundred percent. I mean, that was technically a, a romance kind of comedy. Okay, but sort of, sort sort of. But it has nothing to do with the book we're discussing. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Is that where you're going to leave us hanging there, John? I don't know what else to say. I just keep thinking of chocolate. <laughs> Actually, uh, chocolate is very apropos for this book yet again. Well, it's it's romance, so romance and chocolate go hand in hand. Just gotta and chocolate do go hand in hand. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's me and chocolate. I know. We've mentioned that before, but I'm just saying chocolate's the only thing. <laughs> Mm. You know what? My family, my family, my family. I'm going to repeat this again. My family still does not understand. I can't have chocolate. Oh. My family. I'm so- how? Anyway. How? What? How? Yeah. I mean, they're the first people that should understand. But they don't. They forget because they all eat chocolate. And chocolate to them is the best thing in the world as, you know, for everyone else. And they're like, oh, we brought in chocolate cake. And I'm like, I can't have it. We brought we brought in chocolate ice cream. I'm like, I can't have it. Can't have this. Oh, oh I'm like, sorry, God. So, but it's all right. It's okay. You know what I'll you survive. can have, though? You can have a Chocolate Squad t-shirt. I can definitely have a Chocolate Squad t-shirt, which should order. Yes, should. Or a face mask, whichever. <gasps> a face mask. Yeah. I actually want all. I want the sweater, the t-shirt, the face mask. I saw they have a sweatshirt. And the stickers. And the stickers, too. Maybe soon to be tote bags to carry around all these books that we recommend. <laughs> oh, my God. A tote bag. Do you know how many? I would definitely wear that tote bag. <laughs> how useful would it be? Especially since a lot of places, well, especially here in New York, are trying to promote reusable bags. Hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I've had so many in my car. And every time I go to a store, I forget them in the car. <laughs> I, I, I leave the store carrying things. And I'm like, why did I not bring my tote bag with me? I throw Aww. them in my purse. I just, should do that. Yes. Okay, so John, you have no clue as far as Wonderlust goes. Well, I, I looked up the definition of Wonderlust, so I'm starting to get an idea of what is what... the definition. I think we should have it. It says Wonderlust. Now noun, a strong desire to travel. A man consumed by Wonderlust. So I'm thinking not a man, maybe a woman. Has a desire to travel to France. And she meets this guy. Obviously, he's not a vampire because there's no vampires involved. He's 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 a regular guy. Mm-hmm. And he likes he likes French bread. And oh my god. So there there's a bread thing in there. Mm-hmm. Um that's as far as I go. I mean Ninjas? Can we go with ninjas? You were so good up until the ninjas. Hmm. Because I was going to say, he could he could fend off the ninjas with the French bread. With the baguette? With yes. the baguette. With the pain au chocolat? 
Yes. Ale pane au chocolat. A wheat de la um, branche. La sur le branche. In France, oh, it could have been did. called la vitesse, but no, it's just called spit. Spit. <laughs> John, you were so actual. You were so close to what actually happens in this evening's book. Well, I mean, it started off generic, and then I was trying to go off the rails. You know, typical to my character. Yes, but it is a woman travels to France and meets a man over bread. A normal man. Yes, a normal man. A human bartender. I mean, no. he's not a he's normal-ish. A human? He's not a vampire. No. He's a normal it's not, And he's not Jackie Daytona, a human bartender? No. No, no he's not Jackie Daytona. Oh. He does not have a singing fish. Oh. Okay. Well, That's a uh, What We Do in the Shadows reference for anyone who's curious. That? I have to watch that. Someone recommended it to me. Okay, as an islander, you need to watch it. I know, mm. I know. And mm-hmm. that's what they said to me. You live on the island and you haven't watched it? The first yeah, episode, we we both swear that they uh, filmed at parts of the place where we got married. Well, they had the reception. Oh. Okay, I know. I was there, so I'll I'll watch it and let you know. Yes. Okay, cool. So, and parts of where you were going to college for a while. Got to Ooh, okay. Okay. But all right, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that at, at another point in time with but, with a vampire book when you yeah. when you guys when you guys uh, recap the lover you know lover betrayed or enshrined is the next lover one. lover I'll give you a uh, week lover arrested okay. no <laughs> lover fights ninjas with bread no okay I'll leave now all right good night Bye. husband good job. Good night. Oh God. He was actually so. I'm like out of of all the reviews he's given so far, he was so close tonight. It was eerie. Yeah, and then he mentioned ninjas and ruined it. But yes, that is the the premise of our book. Starts off with Joy from Texas, uh, going to Paris to work for a couple of months and meeting Griffin in. Harry, he is her translator for the time that she's in Paris. But that, that that's just the general overview. Um, and the other general overview, I don't think there's really any trigger warnings for this book. I think it's a fairly like it's a light-hearted book. It, yes, it's a contemporary romance novel, so it's you know uh, when was the publishing date? That was what I was looking at, and I lost it. Was uh, pub- it was written? It's written by Lauren Blakely. Yes. Um, as I said, I think 20... 2018. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Not that long ago. Um, and I listened to it because Colleen made me listen to it, and I thank you, Colleen, very, very much for that. Yes, this week we really delve into the the joy that is audiobooks. Um, yes, I mean it is available as an ebook as well, um, but the joy that is listening to a book and how it can uh, help you escape is. I feel like this is like the prime book if you want this to be your starter audiobook. This should be it. Yes, because <laughs> because. Because Richard, Richard Armitage. Armitage. I mean, what can I tell you about Richard Armitage? Go, His go. voice. 
listen, <laughs> his voice is just so deep. So <laughs> like, like, I just want to listen him, listen to him talk all day. He can talk nonsense. You know, when Rage said to Mary, just say anything. Yes. That's how I feel about Richard Armitage's voice. Like I he can say anything, anything, anything at all or nothing. He can just babble the whole <laughs> time. I don't care. He has the voice of I like what are you how do you describe that smooth velvety British yeah. voice? Like I can't even I can't. Yes. No. And then you look I, at him and then you look at him and it just it makes sense for yes. a guy to have that kind of voice because it's just the perfection. He's yes. perfection. And after the the week of things that occurred, you know, in the real world, listening to Richard Armitage was a welcomed escape. Of, oh yes, it was. Yes. Because, um, like it was, it was just having a a very, uh, you know, like shitty outside. You're like, okay, outside world, like things in the real world, bad things happening. You know, having panic attacks, and then you're like, oh, okay, Richard Armitage. You hear you're gonna help help calm my nerves. I know I not only listen to Richard Armitage, um I also listened. He he does Wanderlust, but he did um uh Shakespeare's sonnets mm -hmm. also. So I also because I continued on because I needed <laughs> to continue listening to his he's voice. Not, well actually he's one of the a uh, few people, I think, during a uh, pandemic that like built a, a an audio studio in his house so he yes. could do audiobooks. He 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 is an actor. Um, oh, he actually he did uh, the Jane Austen Society. He did a couple. Yes, of he did. Yeah. Yes, he's done a couple. Uh, I'm on uh, Audible's page, and he's done a couple of things. This is the only one that I think. Yeah, the only. Oh, he read David Copperfield. Um, Which I have. I have not. Oh, he did the uh, strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, that should be that 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 should be a fun lesson. But that's for another that's for another day. And I think, as I said last week, um, if you have access to Netflix and you like, you don't mind watching adult cartoons. Uh, he did. He is the main. One of the main voices on a show called Castlevania. It's a little bit different than the video game, as what my husband said. But um, the first season's only four episodes, so you can get sucked in real fast. And the guy who does the voice of Dracula is the same dude who is the uncle on the first season of Outlander, and I'm blanking on his name. He's doing the clan. He's the guy who's doing the Clanlands books with. Uh, um. Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Hewen. I yeah. I can't remember. Um, but yes, his voice he he's he's got one of the he's got one of those voices that's made for audiobooks, I feel. Like it's like cause there are actors that can do the audiobooks, but he's got one of those ones where you you're just very much sucked in. You're he's part of the story. You're you can be transported into the world that is getting created. He helps amplify the story. There's something about him. <laughs> and like, I feel like it just, there's something, I don't know. 
there's something about his voice that it's just very soothing and very, you know, yeah. very calming. And but I also love his acting. And um, if you have Netflix, he um, recently, in the last couple of months, I think it was during quarantine, the beginning of quarantine, he did um, The Stranger, which is an adaptation of Harlan Coben, The Stranger, mm. um, the miniseries. Um, it's, it was wonderful, actually. And it's not over yet, I don't think. Or maybe it is over. I feel like there is a part two to it. If I watched it like right when it came out. He's a great actor. I I heard many good things about it. I did not watch it though, and I kept me. It's on the list of things that yes, we need to watch that along with like The Witcher and. Have been watched The Witcher. I've heard it gets a little confusing. Like I've heard mixed things, but I was like, yes, I My know. God, Colleen. You know what I did after listening to Richard Armitage read for a while? I listened to Henry Cavill read Witcher. Oh, he Okay. All right. Now, clearly, it's I know, what I'm, of, yeah. I know he, what I'm buying on Audible. I know. He's not on Audible. He did a, a Netflix little YouTube video of him reading. Like, did you the see first... the video of Henry Cavill building his own computer? <clears throat> yes, I did. I watched... Okay, listen, it's been a really tough week for a lot of people. Hmm. Um, for me, it's been a horrible week. And all I did was, again, listen to Richard Armitage, Henry Cavill, and watch videos of Henry just doing nothing. Like, I watched <laughs> interviews. I stalked him on Instagram. Like, I don't, wow. you know. Yes, and then I just, I watched Enola Holmes. Um then I watched all the interviews he did about Enola Holmes. I stalked his dog. I stalked Richard Armitage. Like, if they're listening, they'll be, like, filing, you know, um, trespassing. Um, I still like them. Listen, got it. You were with us. The Man from U.N.C.L.E. Still, I still love that movie with Henry Cavill. I watched The Man from U.N.C.L.E. also because I needed some more of Henry in my life. Like, listen, if I could watch everything Henry did, I would. And if I could own everything Armitage did, I would. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't know why. Again, it's a um, British accent. It's tall. It's the fate. It's it's everything. It's a lot of Hi, hi guys. Hi. Well, I think also what plays in Richard Armitage's favor is the fact that he speaks French in this book. Ah, we, bien sûr. We, we, we. As I, I think I've said this earlier, I speak zero French, as we had trouble when we were talking about with When Strangers Marry. Um, and also this audiobook, different from the ones previously, because um, I don't think I really discussed the audiobooks for the previous um, but I think all the books that we've covered so far, it's usually one narrator just changing the voices. Whereas, uh, like Lauren Blakely's books are usually from like each chapter switches from the hero and the heroine. And so, so some chapters Richard reads and then the, uh, the, the woman, oh my goodness, I should give her, we, since we've talked about Richard so much, I feel like I should give the woman who does uh Grace, oh yeah grace, grace Grant yeah. is she did a great job too as she did she, a fantastic job as joy yeah yes and i think also um because uh it's not at the end of this it was 
at the end of a different audiobook with uh, two people that narrate together often, um, talking about they're usually not in the same room when they're recording. Like they, they can record separately and then they edit it together. So I think uh, Grace and Richard did a very good job at playing off each other, like sh how she kind of sounded like he, like he would, but from her perspective. If I'm making sense, um, and it, yes, it was very enjoyable and it's very different. But Gada, do you want to start us off with the full? How do we start off this Wonderlust story? Well, Colleen told me about it. <laughs> it's all my and fault. And I listened. You're it was welcome. All your fault. And you're welcome, gentle listener. You will not regret this purchase. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I'm saying it right up front. Buy the book. Yes, it's actually a really, like I read, um, my Audible was not working great, so I listened to part of it, and then I read the rest of it, and um, it's fantastic, because I actually, in my head, imagined it was Richard, so it was <laughs> fine. Um, so we start with Joy, who's traveling from the U.S. of A to Paris, France. Um, she works for a cosmetic um Company and they're relocating her to Paris. Um, we don't know much about Joy this time. Uh, we only know that she used to live in this, you know, uh, in Texas, and she's moving and she's trying to learn French and she's looking forward to this um, great opportunity. Um, and it's such a cute little story because it talks about how you know um, you're going from a place where. You know, you know everyone, and you know everything. You know the language, and you feel more comfortable to a place where you are, you know, unaware. It's a different country. It's different traditions, different culture, um, different everything. I mean, the style of living is different. You're going from Texas, which is like open space, um, big houses, uh, big space, to Paris, which is a really old city, which means um, smaller apartment. Uh, smaller, like, you know, antique buildings and just, you know, it's it's different. Um, so it's uh, it's really, really interesting. And we meet, we first meet Joey on the plane and she's trying to, she's trying to ask the uh, stewardess for, oh my God, what was it? Sparkling um, water. Sparkling water. And it's just funny. It's funny. I, I, I think I wrote in my notes, like, when Joy is talking, I'm like, oh my God. This is exactly what would happen to me if I was trying <laughs> to like order, like be like, oh yes, I'm going to try to order in French and everyone would be like, just order in English. It's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. No, but you know what? People from other languages truly, truly appreciate when other people try because it just shows that you have respect, that you really are uh, interested in the culture, in the language. So it really, don't be shy to try it. They will help you. No one will laugh at you. They will definitely help you. I just, an advice from someone who's a little bilingual. I thought it was funny, though, when, so she's talking about how excited she is to move to Paris to her seatmate, who is French, and she's like, oh, no, that's not, that's not the excited you want to be. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're talking about like orgasm excited, not um, excited as in like, oh, yay, I just got this new thing. Let me try it. Kind of excited. So I, th I was like, yep, 
that's why I was like, I feel like very much identify with joy in that moment of like, yep, I would, I'd be the one to mess it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, I have, I've done that. I think, no, not, not, not in that way, but I've, I've tried saying things in different languages and I said the wrong thing. Um, definitely happened to me a couple of times for sure. Well, even if you look at the origins of some English words of how like they are originated, like, okay, gay did not used to mean like a lifestyle. It meant meant happy. happy. Yeah. And now it's not saying that, you know, it can't, it just, it meant a very different thing. Or um, like when the brotherhood would say like, oh yeah, uh, we tight. And I'm like, that's, like if you ever watch like old language when they say, Oh, I get tight, that may- I used to get drunk. Like it had a very different connotation um than it does, you know, now. So it's just but yeah, I'd probably do the same silly thing if I were Joy. <laughs> or But I did enjoy you know, it's really nice that she wanted to speak the language, that's for sure. Yes, and that's that that does come into play later when she meets our Lovely hero. Griffin. Um, I wrote his name as Graham at first, and I was like, why did I forget his name? I think because I was just like, it's so Richard Armitage that I forgot the character's name. I know, I know. <laughs> I only think of him as Richard Armitage. But, you know, they do this little thing when they meet. Um, their meet-up is actually a true uh, meet-cute. Oh, meet-cute. It's, it's adorable like, on so should, many yeah. A meet cute should mean the way Joey and uh, Griffin met. Um, so, and and they don't tell each other their true names, like real names, when they meet. Um, they leave it as uh, Judy and Archibald. Yes, this is very cute. Yeah, the the thing. Um, well, what we also learn from Joy's internal monologue is that uh, she's very glad to go to France because her Krypton, her what did she call it? She, she had called it her uh, kryptonite. I, I thought I had written it down. Yes, her personal vocal kryptonite is uh, British accents. So she's like, oh, I'm going to France. I don't have to worry about that. And yeah. then when, and then she sees Griffin getting off, getting off his bike. And she's like, oh, his ass is very nice. Like, thank you. Thank you, Europe, for designing wonderful men. And uh, then she goes into the bakery that he's in and he hears her order and then he hears her accent and he goes, oh my God, I love American accents. So they're both equally um, enamored. To each other. Yeah, and they're very much, they're like, yep, they're ready to get a uh, a ball of sorts rolling, whether it be like a fling or anything. They're instantly attracted and they're both very much on the same page because they're flirting back and forth with each other. And he goes, oh, you have to be American. So let me guess, your name is Judy. And she's like, Judy? And she's like, who do you know over the age, like under the age of 50 that's been named Judy? <laughs> I was just, and I'm like sitting there, I was just like laughing. I was like, that's true. He's like, oh, and Archibald's any better? I know, it's so funny. It is, it's very cute. And then they, lo and behold, find out oh man, they're going to be working together so they can't have a relationship. And Yes. Which, Too bad. But don't worry, we're only on page, like, what, 20 at that point? So yeah. 
uh, a little backstory. Uh, Griffin, he I guess he is a translator. He knows what five languages. He's working on language number five, I think. Yes, when we meet him, he's working on language number five. He works for a company that helps people when they're going around to translate back and forth. And he gets called in to substitute because he has a marine biologist background. And she's, uh, we didn't mention Joy's background, but uh, she is a, a chemist for a perfume company. And he has marine, he knows how to say uh, like, scientific terms so that kind of helps him become her translator while she's in france and clearly there he's still very much like oh yeah i still want to get in her pants he has yeah. no doubts and he says as much in chapter 14 i marked it down because <laughs> <laughs> i was like yep chapter 14 where things get interesting <laughs> i couldn't help myself I mean, we also know that Griffin is um, trying to save money. Yes. For a specific reason. Um, and we later find out that um, his brother passed away. Um, his brother basically was the adventurer of the family. Um, and he passed away after like a long um, illness in a way um he get injured and he loses his um uh his legs i believe right colleen yes and um he uh, stays alive for two years um after it but unfortunately passes away he leaves a note for griffin in it it's like a list of things that he needs to do um so Griffin is trying to fulfill his brother's um, a list of things that her brothers, his brother wanted to do uh, before he died that he couldn't. Um, so that's why he's trying to raise money. Uh, and what? Uh, yeah, it's for a that. marathon. Yeah, the marathon, marathon. Yeah, in Indonesia. Yeah. Okay. And so he's like, okay. And when we first meet him, he finds out that he's he thinks he's going to be quitting his job that day. And they're like, oh, no, you're going to be stuck here a little bit longer. And he's like, okay. And then he meets Joy. Joy, Joy who has just come off of a bad relationship with an ex named Richard, who was slowly becoming addicted to uh, pain pills for an injury. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the only thing that was really like. Yeah, that's it. Triggering. Not, even... Yeah, but even even with that, um, his memories of his brother are always happy memories, and he's it's a very nice thing that he's trying to do. He's trying to live life um, to the fullest. His, yeah, to the fullest. He's trying to do things. He's not trying to go through life like through you know like boring, uh, waking up at nine, going to work, coming back at home, doing nothing. He's trying to do things. Um, which is really lovely because sometimes we get stuck in the um, routine of life that we have, that we don't do anything, right. that we become so robot-like. And, um, you know, why not make a list of things that you want to do and don't wait for someone else to fulfill them for you. Do them yourself. Right. I think yeah. also there's one point when he, because when, uh, Joy asks about why, like the running thing, and he goes, "Oh, it's just part of a, a list." And when he eventually tells her, "Oh, it's a bucket list 
that my brother created. And he goes, you know, it's a little bit painful when he brings up his brother, but then he's like, oh, but talking to Joy about it later on in the book, and he goes, okay, so the, you're always going to miss that person and that's yeah. fine. Um, there will always be a little bit of pain, but you're able to get on with your life knowing that they're like the memory of them is still with you. And I was like, I felt that was like very real. Like a lot of people can identify with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And right. Like you said that like, Oh, okay. This person died. So let's stop living life. Let's make the most of life instead. And um, so uh, to go back to when joy is like first in Paris. So now she doesn't speak the language as well. So like, uh, Griffin is only translating her for like while she's at work. So she still has to get through the day without somebody there to translate. So she's like, it takes me a half hour to figure like to tr- she needs something. And she's like, oh, this is frustrating. And she tries to be like that optimistic person. Like she, uh, Griffin translates so she can get an apartment that has a pink door. She's like, you don't understand. It's so strange. I need to have it. Uh, or like the the ruby color umbrella that they get later on like she needs to have these it's because it's it's because it's pink i need to have it and like you yeah. un- you understand and she's so vibrant and like full of life and the way she talks about uh the sense that she's creating like she creates these elaborate stories to go along with them I'm like oh yeah it smells like honeysuckle but or is this like your saturday afternoon with a pretty girl like there's a story to go along with it. So she's very much living, she's making the most of life but of what Griffin is trying to do. And she, but she gets very frustrated and down in the dumps when she can't speak the language. She's like, I'm stuck in the middle. Like I know how to get places, but I can't get places because I don't speak the language. <laughs> yeah, realizes, which is frustrating, yeah. And she realizes it's a barrier for her but then she's like, I have a proposition for, <laughs> I'm laughing because of what occurs, but she's like, yeah. I'm going to ask Griffin to help me learn the language because I'm going to have to learn how to survive when he isn't around or when yeah. my company isn't paying him. <laughs> and he takes the word proposition in a different direction. He does. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I was like, as I'm reading this chapter and why I pointed out chapter 14 to myself was because I was like, if in any other time, this could go really creepy, but because it's a romance book and we know they're into each other, it's okay. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and he even admits it too, that he's like, okay, this could have gone incredibly wrong, but I'm glad she just didn't have the freak out that she would have been entitled to. Yeah, I mean, um, she's also trying to live life after going through, you know, something really awful as her breakup because um, they were living together. They had a house together, you know. Yeah. She had to leave all of it, and she moved countries to get over it. So um, it's it's lovely to see her that she still has the zest for life um and that she wants to do things she wants to try new things and um you know learn the language and go to a bakery and ask for a croissant uh in french and not you know like there's that 
thing when you feel um, so down because of something, but yet you wake up in the morning and you go and you do the things that you want to do because you want to, you know, you know, still live life, which is really lovely. It's such an uplifting story. Um, it's a really like just what I needed this week. It was lovely. It was. And um, I, again, it's, it, it was just, it's a light listen compared to the, especially with the heaviness that we were getting into with the brotherhood where you're like, okay, this is a break. And also, you know, it's, well, when I was looking it up, there is another book, but it's not the same characters. But again, you don't have to read the other book. You can just enjoy Wonderlust for what it is and like, let it be, it's pure escapism. And it's, I also um, enjoyed, like, so I enjoyed Joy more so on my reread. Cause like, of course, on the first listen, it was like all about Richard Armitage and Griffin's character. I was just like, oh yeah, I just want to listen to those. But then like, as I'm listening to Joy, I was like, oh man, did I forget all these parts? Cause I was just like, so like zoning it out and I'm like actually listening to the story. And I was like, oh, she, she has like these She's she is a very smart character. Like we said, she's a chemist, so she knows she's like, oh yeah, you have to be very care careful with the percentage, otherwise it's going to be way too strong, and it's not going to have the the effect. So she's building this perfume, and the fact that she learns French and because the whole book spans over like three months, um, yeah, and she learns French in three months, like enough to get like be able to live on her own. And I was like, dang, that's like, I took Spanish for like three years and I remember none of it. Can I tell you why? As a linguist, sorry. No, go right I ahead. Tell, because when you, there's difference between learning the language and the rules and grammar of a language. And there's, a and speaking the language between people that speak the language. When you hear it um, constantly, you pick up on it and you start speaking it. And when people correct you and guide you through the correct way of saying things, it becomes easier and easier for you to speak it. Um, studying a language as a language on paper with tests and grammar and all of these things is a little bit harder. It's important so you can do the, you know, the tenses and all of that, but it's harder uh, when you're trying to practice the language, if you're not living within the environment. I, when I moved here, even though I studied English all my life and, um, you know, uh, and spoke it all my life, when I moved here for the first three months of my life, could not speak a word of English. And when people talked to me, I freaked out because I could not, I, I understood exactly what they were saying, but I just couldn't reply. I just couldn't. So other people were replying for me and it was embarrassing because I understand what you're saying. I have a freaking degree in English, but I could not speak it. It was very, um, you know, confusing. So when she went to France, not knowing a lot about the language and having, she was so open to it. And Griffin, of course, the way, you know, he introduced her to it, um, it just made it easier for her to take it in. Um, for a period of my life, I learned French just from watching this one French show. And I cannot, for the life of me, remember what it was. But I learned it. I didn't need subtitles. I could understand what they were saying. I totally got it. And then, of course, I stopped listening to it. And I stopped being around people that spoke it. So I completely forgot. 
Well, I, I mean, if we move to France, you and me. Yes. When we move to France, France can Richard Italy? Armitage be the one to teach us French? He will be. Of course, he will be. That's okay. where I'm moving. <laughs> okay, that's. I'm on board. Because uh, you know, bosses are not allowed to call you after six p.m., and that's nice in France. It's very nice. Yes, please. Um, but. Now, of course, so like I said, there were the, the tropes of like, oh, it's only going to be a limited fling. You know, it's yes. it's it's not going to it's not going to let they have to work together. But, you know, they're going to have a fling and, you know, they're going to say goodbye. Yeah, we all know that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, so he has this friend, Christian, who's also a translator. And he goes, oh, but did you tell her like. Like the whole thing, like with the bucket list, like you're leaving and not coming back. And he's like, uh, no. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm going to have to tell her. And I'm screaming at the book, you don't have to actually leave. You can come back. Because I-, I know. <laughs> but, you know, of course, it's a romance novel. Pl- things have to play out the way they have to play out. Um, and one of my other favorite lines I just have to mention. So, before they actually hook up or kiss, they uh, she mentions she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm in my PJs," and he's like, "I'm a guy. I have." And he goes, "What kind of PJs?" And she goes, "Oh, I wear a corset, Griffin. I wear a corset to bed." And he's like, "I'm a dude. I had to ask. <laughs> I'm required <laughs> as a male, a uh, heterosexual male, to answer this question, <laughs> to ask this question." And and I was like. Yeah, I actually, I see your point. And again, if this was anything but a romance novel, like knowing that she was into it, yeah, this could go a very different way. I don't know. I don't, I mean, okay, listen, the first time they meet, when they meet in the bakery and she's trying to order a chocolate croissant, Mm -hmm. that was one of the funniest things ever. (laughs) <laughs> and the internal monologue that he goes through as she's asking those questions it just tells you of his character, right? Um, and even then, he's very attracted. And even though they they separate, um, he really he he's like, okay, I'm gonna come back. She definitely lives around here. I'm gonna definitely see her. So when they meet each other, they're like, okay. But he never falters from his plan of of leaving, right? Right. Um, and then they get together and they get deeper and deeper and deeper, d- deeper into each other. And still, he's very insistent on the fact that, you know, they have only a limited amount of time together. And it's not until he figures out that fulfilling his bucket list, the bucket list for his brother, does not mean that you can't have this too which is as you said it's a trope but also even in real life sometimes people can't um, function not function I shouldn't say function like when you have two goals um, when you have a goal and something else comes your way you're like no no I have this goal I have to do it Um, it's like you just can't figure out how to achieve that goal and still keep that thing that they, you know, met along the way. Um, right. 
Well, not until the, you know, it's, it's weird. I don't know. I, I don't even know if I'm making sense, Colleen. No, it makes sense. I think it gets said best when he's explaining the bucket list and he goes, oh, there's a thing on the bucket list that you're not going to like. Because they both know that they're into each other, but they haven't actually kissed at this point because of the whole working together scenario. And he says, oh, there's the thing that says sleep with all the French girls. That's bucket list number two. And he goes, I didn't actually sleep with all the French girls. He goes, I think it's more or less the spirit. Up. Like it's it's meant to be fil- like you're just supposed to do it in spirit, not actually follow it to the letter. And it's not until the very end of the book, spoiler alert, but that he realizes, oh, the whole thing, like it, the, he, because basically his brother, he knew his brother was dying and he said, do a bucket list, like of all the things that you wished you could do. And he goes, no, this is a bucket list of like, I want you to live your life. Don't stop living your life because I'm dead. Yeah. And the whole thing is to be done in the spirit of my memory, but you don't have to like, just live your, just live your life is basically what his brother wants from him. And I think it's like pretty much when he calls his parents and realized, Oh, they have kind of moved on from their son's death and they're okay. He goes, but I am letting myself be stuck. Is that? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he's not, as much as he says he's not stopped living the life, he's like, oh no, I gave up this woman, this love of my life. Yeah. He's like, I, he runs this marathon that he was saving up from book, from first introduction. And he goes, the person I want to share it with is still in Paris. <laughs> and clearly he has to go back to Paris. Yes, of course. But also, I mean, you know, this is a thing. I mean, I understand, but I guess it comes to the, you know, the the idea of, you know, the trip that you talked about. Like, why couldn't he have said, you know, I have to do this thing. Um, I'll be back. Wait mm. for me. This is not over. Right? I don't know I why. Think, yeah. That. Like, it just, you know. But it's it's fine. Because we need to get, like, 200 and 300 something pages out of the whole thing. That's true. That's true. And and of course, there's a lot of like little moments, like their interactions with each other, that they have these little quips with each other. The experience, like he's good with languages, where she helps him discover the wonderful smells that are that are in Paris. The baker, like the smell of the bread, the smell of flowers, and she helps him. Like he's lived in Paris or visited Paris so often that he knows every sight, every sound, and she helps him find stuff that he's never discovered before. And he's like, wait, I never knew that these things existed. And um, it's sort of like, oh yeah, they're gonna, they're like friends with benefits, but then it's like, oh no, it evolves into something more. And I think that's probably like how we got from beginning to end because it's it's a short love story because it only spans three months, but then, you know, they have, a happy ending very quickly. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Yeah. A very well deserved happy ending. And I'm like, I would like to actually see the layout of this apartment that she has. It's a very cute, like, I would love to live there. I would walk or, the, the 84 wonky steps. Thing. Yeah, I would too. I don't care. To have that kind of apartment in Paris, like, are you kidding me? I. I would work out every day so they can go up and down. I mean, I don't even need to work out after that. Up nope. and down. 
no, but. And I then you'd have to. a workout with Richard Armitage. Of course I would. Of course I would. Are you kidding me? I can't believe that guy is 49 years old. I just can't. Also, it, it, he's single. Or maybe not. But as far as I know, he is single. Hi, Richard. Right. What's up? What's up, Richard? Hello. Clearly, we need to have the two of you move to Paris together. Listen, if Richard Armitage comes my way, I think I might just start speaking like a different language where, you know, he will think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and this turned into the episode of where Gotta <laughs> Gotta moves to imagine. Hey guys, I am now connecting to you from Paris, where I just <laughs> married Richard Armitage. That would be a thing. Um. Well, the little spoiler alert of the ending, which I think I can give. He he creates a new bucket list that he gives to her. I'm not going to spoil what's on it, but the post. He he puts a postscript on it, and of which I I like it's so cute and I adore, and it, it completely envelops like the, how cute the meat cute was. It was a nice way to end the story. I think the thing about Wonderlust, it's such a cute little story. The meat cute is fantastic. The story is very happy and joyful, but also it's a story about people learning to. Um, live again mm. and enjoying life and you know and again like i said like just not going through this, the 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 robotic thing of us waking up in the morning and going to work and coming back home and like they did a, you know they she wanted to do so many things in paris she did not let the language stop her from doing it she wanted to ask you know go to the bakery and eat a chocolate croissant um, and order it in French. She wanted to go, she went to see, what is it that she went to see? And stood in line for hours because um, she wanted to go see that. And um, she had a caricature done uh, by some street artist. Um, and she took Griffin to have his caricature done which because it was on his list. She, like, she truly, truly um, took that city in and said, I'm going to live that life because I am in this city, which everyone wants to, you know, everyone wants to go to Paris. I'm living here. and I have to live that life. I have to enjoy that life. So it was lovely. It was. It, it's a, a nice, it, and again, it's a nice little break that we needed to have um, from the heavy, you know, a heavy series. And I think considering the state of the world, you need to have a little break. I think this is definitely worth your time. Um, it's a very short audiobook. I think it's only about nine hours. I think it's a little bit longer because uh, I couldn't remember at the end of this one, they have a little interview with the author. So you might um, appreciate or you could just stop right there. But I thought it was interesting because they asked her some questions about her writing process. Um, she actually lived in France for a little while, um, or she had visited France as how she knew the, the layout and all these little things. Um, so that's, it's always to have fun, a, a little bit of a fun background on authors, how they write or write a particular book. Because um, I know we did that with uh, J.R. Ward and now Karen Rose is yeah. giving a little background on her books. So anytime that's we get those things, we're going to tell you about those things. Absolutely, and if you're not following Karen Rose, you have to because her her 
um, little um, videos of like her videos of explaining how she, the process of it is, are absolutely delightful. Um, and you definitely have to watch them. I, I listened to the interview after and I found it very um, benefiting to me as a reader. And I think for readers, or serious readers or non-serious readers, it's really in interesting to go into the mind of a writer um, and see how they write and how they come up with these, you know, little things that we uh, call characters and fall in love with. So it was, it was lovely. I enjoyed the um, interview with her. I did too. It's only um, a 300 page ebook if you don't want to listen to the audio, which please listen to the audio. Um, yeah, this is the one time where we're going to say, yes, you need to listen to the audiobook. Yes, and definitely. The other uh, audio book, like little interview with the, the nar narrators, um, what they they had admitted in that interview, and I got to, I'll find, I'll remember the book that it was, but they had said, um, like, they get up, they get upset with themselves, like, if the, if they read a review and says, like, the narration took them out of the story. And yeah. um, because it's like, no, they want to make it part of the story. And I know we we talked in depth and we can continue to continue uh, talking in depth about Richard Armitage. But and also, uh, Grace, they're helping create the narrative. And for, for someone like me who doesn't speak French, a word of it. And there's a lot of it in there. Um, I think it helps when he's he, both of them are saying the words. Because it's like, okay, I'm going to skim, like for somebody who has the difficulty with that, I'm going to skim over it. So somebody listening and actually speaking it helps. Like as we were saying, like it, uh, what you were saying, Gata, like she's in France and immersed in the language. So she's going to pick it up faster, I think, because you're listening to somebody learning French. It helps having somebody actually talking versus reading it. I don't know. That's my opinion. Yeah, no, I I completely I I enjoyed it a lot. It was one of my favorite favorite audiobooks, and I'm not an audiobook person, which is what I said in the beginning of this podcast. I'm not, Me, not <laughs> yeah, yeah, Me, I'm who's not, not an audiobook person, is telling you to please listen to the audio. Me, I get a lot of knitting done when I uh, that's I I might have mentioned it, but that's kind of how I fell into audiobooks because I'm like I can't read a book. And it, at the same time, it's a little difficult to try to turn a page or even like do it on a nook. Um, whereas I'm like audiobook and I'm like, okay, so I can do both at the same time. I mean, I try to watch TV and it at the same time, but it's hard to like, I have to focus on the screen, but I'm also, I have to look, especially if I'm doing a pattern, I'm like, oh no, I have to pay attention to here. I can't see what's on screen. So audiobooks became that perfect medium for me. and when we find a good one, or when I find a good one, I'll be like, no, you have to listen. This is definitely worth. And Lauren Blakely, the author herself, she had a lot of the uh, narrators for her books. There's another book of hers that I really enjoyed. And it's only one person who does it, um, which was Mr. O, uh, which is the second. Mr. O was a good one. We might cover it later. Maybe when we need another break from the Brotherhood. <laughs> That's another Definitely. good audiobook. And that's all from the male's perspective, which I think is sometimes an uh, interesting um, take. Because usually if it's with the romance books, it's all from, 
either like this, where it's like switch off between the male and the female, or it's all the female side of the story. So I thought it was interesting, like with that series, it's all from the male's perspective, which I thought was an interesting take. But we could save that for another save that for another episode. So uh, Gata, where do you think Griffin and Joy fall on our little uh, hero heroine scale? Well, um, I Griffin is 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 on the James Fraser level. I think Griffin is very caring. He's he's really considerate to her feelings. He's very into her. He's 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 so into her. It's just so nice. Um and I don't know. I think he's really up there with James. What do you think? I yes, he is definitely he's not um he's definitely one to realize like oh, you know, when he's flirting with as I said, when he's flirting with her and he's like, oh, uh, this it could have gone the really wrong way. And he's like, oh no, I'm a like he he'll realize that he's a jerk before he's like, oh man, here I am doing this typical dude thing. Um, and I think th that's why I mean I feel like we're putting a lot of the guys on the James Fraser scale, but it's also realizing, oh no, they are. He realizes he has his flaws, and when he has his epiphany after his marathon of like. Oh no, I'm not perfect, but I know where I need to be. Like, but that's also him figuring out his life. That he, uh, the human aspects that he he is human, needs to work on some things, and that's okay. Um, and what what are your thoughts on Joy? Um, I think Joy is a strong, independent woman who is definitely on the Lizzie Bennett um scale. She moved she moved from America to Paris. Mm -hmm. To she did it not in not in fear or in hiding. She did it because she needed to take herself out of a bad situation. And she did it for the benefit of her own mental health. Even if she didn't realize it like in the book but that's how I see it. Um, and she embraced life. She embraced Griffin. She didn't stop herself from feeling for him or having that kind of relationship with him. She didn't stop herself from living life in Paris and having a relationship with the city. So she definitely on the Lizzie Bennett's uh, level for me. How about you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's somebody who is like, I think she was ready to be like, even how she approaches her relationship with Griffin of like, no, I don't, I don't want to be with somebody because I got out of something. She's like, I want to take care of myself. I know I need to work on myself. And she's like, okay, no, I ha And even when she gives her proposition to Griffin, she's like, no, I need to be able to get around. Like I can't constantly rely on somebody else. I need to, I need to do this so I can get through my life. And she's like, okay, here's what I got to do. I have a plan. Let's do it. Like she will be frivolous in her purchases, but those are purchases that make, that bring her joy. They make her happy. She has like, it's not like she's not doing it to please anyone else. She was in that relationship where she was doing things to make somebody else happy. And she's like, nope, it's all about me. Self-care happy, which I think um, us 
especially for us female readers or even male readers, but like how important that is like self care. You are not your best self. If you let self your self care fall to the wayside. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I agree a hundred percent. I think joy is a very good uh, model of no self care is very important. So she's a not, I wouldn't say she like, I think she's not, not a modern day Lizzie Bennett, but she's a good, depiction of what a modern woman should be like she's smart capable but she's also lets lives life to the fullest yeah and she's not like she got hurt but she's not a she didn't let that stop her from you know enjoying life (laughs) moments yeah and um what i like about lauren blakely's writing is that most of her uh, characters are like that they're very um they're very strong-willed heroines. Um, they're not afraid of, you know, taking a chance. And um, they're witty. They're clever. They're very independent. They're very um, capable, which is something I really, really enjoy reading. Um, so I really enjoy her writing. And if you guys want to pick other books than uh, Wonderlust and read, Mr. O is fantastic. And... Um, Hold on, what else? She's got quite, she has quite a list. She has ones that are um, exclusive only to Audible at this time. Um, but they w- they eventually do make it to print, some, you know, at some points. But again, she's got quite a catalog for anybody to go through. Mr. O was very good. That's actually part of the Big Rock series. So if you like it, you can go through a whole bunch of those. What else? What other books did Bigger I like? Bigger Rock. Yes, that one was good. I'm trying to remember what other. Um, oh, this is now. Oh, Part Time Lover is the uh, from Paris with Love Part Two. If you liked this book, um, I read another one. What did I read? I read. Um, hold on, I'm telling you, <laughs> one I really enjoyed by her. Um, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going through the whole list on Goodreads, and I'm like, which ones were my favorites? I was like, oh, I did enjoy that one. I'm like, I enjoyed this one. This one, I'm like, that's not going to help our listeners by me say- by me mentally saying that as I'm going through the list. Um, I I read caught up in her. I read um I read most irresistible guy. Oh, um, that one. Yeah, sweet sinful nights. Maybe I read that. Um, I think Lauren Blakely, Lauren Blakely. Yeah, those I read, not listened to. I read. I've read a lot of them um, because the uh, one of the narrators that she uh, goes along with her books, is, his name is uh, Sebastian York. And then he's the one who does um, Miss, the Mr. O audiobook. And Andy Arndt, is that, how, Arndt, is that how you say her name? They usually get paired together with uh audiobooks so they play very well off of each other um i was trying to remember they're the ones who did the interview because andy art owns her own audio like recording for audiobooks so they they actually there's one that they had done and i can't i'm forgetting the title but um it was actually like a cast of people reading it so it wasn't just the two of them they had a whole bunch of different uh voice actors contributing and i think it was a lauren blakely book and i'm blanking on the name of it and i apologize dear listeners that i'm 
forgetting. Uh, I don't remember. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But if you do, you're more than welcome to go to laurenblakely.com or Goodreads. They will give you a whole um, bunch of list of books. You can honestly pick any one of her books up without having to read, read the prior ones. And um, even though they're part of a series, you can still just pick any one of them up. Because I think I read Mr. O before I read the book before. Yeah, I didn't read any of them in order. And they were delightful. And you didn't have to read them in order. They're separate, but yet connected, which makes it nice to, you know, because you can read, you can pick it, the book up from any um, like place in the uh, in the list. Like you don't have to read one, two, three, four, five. Right. And I think also, um, so her, her, oh, we didn't do our scale, but um, of. Oh, it's. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. Is it 365 or. Um, like... I'm sorry. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Do you oh. not? I'm sorry. Oh, oh I agree. Um, but I think what we had mentioned with Kim on our 365 episode, the, like, there's a buildup to them having sex. It's not like, oh, they yes. just, like the sex scene, there's a point to the sex scenes. It's not just they're there for the point of having sex. No, no. Yeah, I agree. But they're, but the, but the hotness of it. Oh. On 365 level, if, if not even more. Oh, well, like even his little time alone in the shower, I was just like, oh, okay. Um, when I first read it, I was just like, I'm at work. <laughs> yeah i know right back when i was you know in an office where i was like oh okay i mean i have read and listened to these books before but still I was just like oh okay <laughs> and i was just like okay i need to i was like oh this is still but even that scene is not like you can't take that scene out with and it wouldn't like the story still wouldn't work without it is what i'm saying like it's not just thrown in there for a graphic scene is what no it's part of their um growth as a couple yes it's also part of their um you know the development of their relationship um as two people so it's it's very it's very um uh, which is also part of the lauren blakely style of writing um it's actually one of the things i give her you know credit to it's she has She's a great writer, but one of the things that I really enjoy, the other thing that I really enjoy is that her scenes, her intimate scenes are very well um, situated in the story. Like they're not, um, you know, the, there's always a purpose to them. Um, the two people are, like, know each other very well before it, it happens. Um, it's just very, um, you know, it's a very well thought scene. Right, very well written and extremely, extremely 365 -y. Yes, it is not. It, this is her books are usually not safe for work. Work, yeah, um, definitely. But again, but and I think she also mentions in that interview too that she's like she's had couples write to her and say, like, oh, we enjoy reading your books together because it sparks. Um, it sparks their relationship anew. And she's like, she gets very comforted by that. Like she goes, and I think they asked her in the interview of like, oh, um, ha like, is it weird? Like writing a sex scene and like other people are in the room. And she goes, 
it, you, you just kind of, you, you get used to it because it's your job kind of a yeah. thing. And um, was it you, Gata, that found that one tweet that somebody said what they were trying to write a romance novel and they're like, how do the, these people write a romance novel? Um, I'm trying to find another word for, what was it? Oh, she was trying to find another word for the word, the the male genitalia beginning with a C. Um, and they're like, just write, just keep writing that same word. That's how they get through it. They just use the same word over and over again. Don't think about it twice. Yeah, she's like, I'm trying. I read that. That was a really cute tweet too. And the reply that she got from romance writers were were really funny because they're like, just add an adjective to it and just you know throw it in right. there. And exactly. It's just really funny. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it's like, it's so true where you're like, you're trying to like, sp- like spice it up and like, how do they keep doing this? And I'm like, and I think that's the other thing of like, uh, when Kim brought up the, like, oh, you could take the sex scenes out and it's still the same book. I think that's the other thing. Like you could, like you're changing around, but you're also, the chemistry between the two characters is also incorporated into the love scene it's not just like yeah. oh they just had sex and it's like oh this wild weren't you thing no you you get their internal monologue but it's imp- not like it's it doesn't take away from the scene is what i'm trying to say like you could you could read the sex scenes by themselves if you want to you're more than i'm not going to judge you we are not going to judge you you're allowed <laughs> you're in time I, I read them yeah um, but i'm saying like we're not judging you that's kind of like that's part of what they're for, but it's like there's also they're yeah, I mean, very much romance. There's still yeah. ro- there's still romance scenes as par- as opposed to pure porn. Is what yeah, I was trying is what yeah, I was yeah, trying yeah. to differentiate. I mean, if somebody just heard you listening to that scene, they might think that. But that's a different story. That's why we yeah, say it's not safe for work. No, without safe headphones. For work. No, no, definitely not. Don't do it. Don't listen in the car while driving either. Bad idea. You might get some strange looks from people. The way <laughs> audio car systems are working these days, I don't know. I wouldn't do it. Just that's that's my opinion. Um, yeah. But next week, Gada, we are going back into the Brotherhood, are we not? Yes, we are. And we are reading um, Fury's book, um, which is Lover. God, what is it? Hold on. Enshrined. Enshrined. Lover enshrined, yeah. Um, I have a lot of feelings about Fury's book. A lot um, of people do. And we will discuss all of those feelings in the episode next week. So if you want to read with us, um, read um, Lover Enshrined. Send us any questions that you have, any comments. We will share them. But... Um, I, again, if you read it and you have, because you will have feelings. This is why I'm saying this. People have still feelings. ask her about this book of like <laughs> their, their thoughts and their opinions of this book. So if you have yeah. thoughts, feel free to share them with us. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. If you don't um, want so your name, reading, yeah. Yeah. If you don't want your name mentioned, uh, you don't want your Twitter, you, you're more than welcome to just say, okay, here's their opinion. I have thoughts. Don't mention my name. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, no. But until next time, Gata, good night, Gata. Good night, Colleen. 
If you would like to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Romance Bar. You could also email us at romancebar at acpnet.net.